last word on business. With Fitzgerald Power, offering innovative corporate finance solutions for every business challenge. FitzgeraldPower.ie Ian Guider, columnist with the Business Post, is with us. How much money do each of us owe, or does the state owe on our behalf? €42,000 per person is the national debt, according to the Department of Finance, which put out a report today looking at the amount of money the state owes. It's actually come down a little bit, but it remains one of the highest levels of national debt per person in the European Union. And that's because, as a country, we owe a hell of a lot of money. The total amount of national debt last year stood at 220 3 billion euro. It's come down a little bit since the peak during the pandemic years of 2021 and 2022. But if you cast your mind back to pre-financial crisis, the national debt stood at just 47 billion euro. And the reason the Department of Finance and Minister Michael McGrath are putting this figure out today is not to scare anybody or to say they'll be coming knocking for your share of that national debt, but it's to point out that in the next couple of years, we face huge amounts of repayment. So between this year and the end of 2028, around 58 billion euro of that debt will have to be refinanced and will have to be refinanced, Matt, at much higher interest rates because for most of the last decade, the state could borrow at practically zero. But in line with central bank interest rate policies, the rate at which government borrows has gone up as much as the rate perhaps people are seeing the increase in their mortgage. So the average rate for Irish government bonds right now is about 2.9%. So that would, on that huge 223 billion euro, mean an increase in the amount of money the state has to pay out every year in interest rates. And that's fine when we're awash with cash from record tax receipts coming in. We have all that corporation tax profit that we have set aside over the next few years. But what the government are also pointing out today in this document is, well, we also have big calls on all of that money. We are living longer, so demographics are changing, so we'll have more people claiming the state pension. We also have to pay for decarbonisation. We also have to look at things, as they say, like digital transition, because AI may do away with some jobs, so we won't have as many people perhaps working. And they also point out that perhaps the economy around the world may not be growing as quickly so the idea that the Irish state has this money right now, we may not have it in future and there may be further calls on it. So that national debt, while it's not a concern right now, it may be in the years to come. Now tell us about the inquiry that has begun into the only banker accused by the central bank of an involvement in the track of mortgage scandal. Yes, an official inquiry began today into the role of the former chief executive of permanent TSB between 2007 and 2012. That's an individual called David Ganan, and he is subject of this potentially a disciplinary inquiry at the end of it. It started today at the Central Bank down in Dublin, and his senior counsel, it's a administrative tribunal, Matt, so the, there is potentially, depending on the outcome, if there's an adverse finding, he could be facing a fine and a reprimand and perhaps even disqualification from banking, but his senior counsel told the tribunal today that this was truly extraordinary and unprecedented that more than 15 years since he left the bank that he was facing this inquiry today and that he was one, the only one person facing it. And what the central bank are claiming was that between 20, 2008 and sometime in 2009, there may have been a breach of central bank regulations by permanent TSB. 
And there's a lot of detail here, Matt, and I'll just go through a little bit of it. And what they are saying is, as chief executive, he received an email that effectively told him, well, there may have been some customers who were on a track, who were entitled to a tracker mortgage, but the bank didn't put them onto a low rate. He received an email and he responded, okay, go ahead with that. Now, that seems to be the bones of the central bank's case against David Ganan, but he claims, or his side and his counsel claim, that that is very unfair and that this inquiry is absolutely unprecedented that of all the people involved in these tracker mortgage scandal, which we know was very devastating for the tens of thousands of people involved, he is the only person, the only single banker from that era who is facing an inquiry like this. And one final one. Uh, we've seen that there's suggestions that in the private sector that 6% pay claims may be made by private sector workers. But tell us about the Aer Lingus pilots who've rejected a deal worth double that. Yes, this is the Irish Airline Pilots Association who are looking at or seeking a pay rise of in excess of 27%. They are seeking 20% over the next three years and a 7% backdated claim from 2019. What Aer Lingus Management have put on the table is 12.25% over the next couple of years. The airline has pointing out that that is in line with what other unions in Aer Lingus have accepted and slightly ahead of what the government are offering public sector workers and also pointing out that the inflation environment is moderating. Unions are saying that they reject this, that they are still seeking that full claim of up to 27%. They were talking today at the Workplace Relations Commission. No agreement was reached, so it heads towards the Labour Court. I'm not too sure what other airlines around the world are offering, but pilots are in demand because we do know that there are people still travelling quite a bit. And you would think, Matt, that Aer Lingus would want to get this done and dusted towards the next couple of weeks before the busy summer season starts because what they won't want is this dragging on for months and months and perhaps the union starting to ballot for potential industrial reaction, industrial action. Thank you very much for that. Ian Guider, columnist with the Business Post.